0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air, online showcase for the best in independent, documentary, and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Set in war-torn fishing village in Somalia using an all-Somali refugee cast... Assad brings to life a coming-of-age fable of a Somali boy who faced falling into the pirate life or rising above it to choose the path of an honest fishing man. We're joined today by Brian Buckley, veteran commercial director and co-owner of Hungry Man Productions. He's been directing since 1990s and... um. Has known for over 40 different uh, commercials. That it's been du- you've been dubbed the king of the Super Bowl for uh, by the New York Times, uh, and also many of your pieces have been inducted into the Museum of Modern Art, its a permanent collection, and is an esteemed recipient of the DGA Award, Emmy Awards, and uh, and Cannes Lions. What's the Cannes Lions, uh, Brian Buckley?
1: It's, well, advertising is a way of uh, finding awards. So the Cannes Lions are basically the Cannes Film Festival runs, and they have the Cannes Advertising Festival after that. So it's essentially same, different show, um, but you know, it's arguably in our business, it's the it's the top award you can win uh, for film.
0: Well, so. excellent. Well, excellent. Well, let me do then a formal welcome to Film School, Brian Buckley. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> and to the. Be here. The film is Assad, uh, and it's a very touching story about a young boy who's really uh, uh, just trying to find um, a a way to help himself and help his family, and he's surrounded by some very difficult circumstances. Tell me a little bit about the story itself and... um and how this came to you, uh, either you, were, you wrote it and or were a part of uh, the development of it. Tell us a little bit about the backstory on Assad.
1: Um, backstory, essentially, you know, I worked on a short documentary uh, in, with the um, UNHCR um, where they were trying to do fundraising for um, refugees. And we ended up in Kakuma, northern Kenya, mm-hmm. and... And we followed uh, Luol Dang, uh, basketball player in oh, yeah. boy Sedan, yeah. back to his homeland for the first time. And when we were there in Kukuma, waiting for Lual to come in, uh, the refugees uh, were coming in from Somalia just uh, because there's such overflow going on um, due to the famine and um, the, you know, kind of the Civil War
2: in the South. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so... We um, interview upon interview of Somalis, you just sort of, you started to get a picture of the a, of a story in terms of, like, suffering, and also just more, it was the spirit of the people yeah. that somehow wasn't being depicted in the media. You know, the media just sort of focusing on the uh, Shabaab, or focusing on piracy, or focusing on, on, on things that were easy, kind of shorthand, but you really didn't capture the spirit of the people. So, uh, you know, we did. We finished the, the short doc It uh, went out there um, for the UNCR. And they it, it got so few sort of eyes on it, it was sort of sad. It was, a, I think, it was a failure on our behalf um, that it just didn't reach the masses, you know, in the way I kind of envisioned it would. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was back in New York, uh, just, I think I was just working, I think I was writing. And uh, an article came out in the New York Times about the famine in uh, Somalia it had reached just an, an all-time high. And they the at that point, the U.N. workers couldn't get in to drop food because the soldiers were refusing to allow that to happen and were killing workers. Um, and it just seemed just absolute insanity. And I just sort of put down what I was doing and, and I wrote over the course of the weekend uh, the film. And it really was based on the idea of trying to get people, a a glimpse of the life of someone in Somalia, because it wasn't, it's just not, it's not something that we are really familiar with, and I I myself haven't been there, so therefore that was a particular challenge, to try to figure out how to build that, but I had certainly spent hours and hours interviewing, so to sort of capture capture the spirit um, of the people, is what what the goal was, and that film sort of was born out
0: of that. Mm -hmm. Now, when you got to Somalia to do the Filming. What if well, any? What if anything changed about? Well,
1: we we shot in South Africa. I'm sorry. And we couldn't. I, you, yeah, we uh, couldn't. My
0: bad. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, we couldn't go. You know, Somalia. We really said, okay. Well, if we're going to make this film, Somalia was off, Really off the. You know. Yeah. Impossible, given the situation. So we right. said, okay, it was either Kenya or South Africa. Okay. We had worked in, We had worked in South Africa prior on commercial projects, and felt more comfortable doing it there. So. Then it was a matter of finding. You know, there is no film community at all uh-huh. uh, in terms of Somali uh, film community. So we we just went to uh, to refugee basically towns, townships that, that, that were arriving, and then recruited from there uh, people to audition.
2: Right,
0: correct. Right. Yeah. So, what if anything changed uh, in terms of the storyline and? Um, or uh, let's back up had you you had gone to south africa with the idea that you were going to use somalis i mean to people yeah. recruit uh, and obviously there's a refugee population there what yeah. what if anything changed about the storyline and or your sort of perception of what the story would would be would uh, once you once you got an opportunity to sit down with some of these people
1: um it was interesting because it had to get it you because you are a Westerner sort of imposing your storytelling on, on a culture, you know, you know, you just say, I spent hours studying it. That's nothing, right? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it, you could spend a lifetime and understand a culture. I don't understand America at this point. I've been here for a while. <laughs> so to be accurate, you know, and culturally accurate, yeah, that was a sort of challenge. But the story itself, interestingly, we didn't change. Uh, major change we had in the script was that we switched from a, uh, a dog, To a cat, and the the reason being was the Muslim faith that the dog is considered uh, dirty, Mm -hmm. and it's not—it's like it's more of a guard uh, used for guarding houses, not as a as a pet. And so we switched over to the cat, and was it was a good turn of uh, I think because the name of the boy, you know, he was was always called Mm Assad, and that meant lion, and it was just sort of fortuitous that that it would work out that the lion and the cat sort of met. So I rewrote the end lines there basically to adjust the script. But otherwise, we didn't change really anything. You know, all the way down to the fish we caught was actually the same weight, that fish that I wrote in the script back in New York. So i sure pre- how that happened.
0: That's pretty amazing right there. It's kind yeah. of fun. Yeah. Now, t- yeah. tell me a little bit about the casting, because you, you've got uh, Harun Muhammad as the lead of as Zassad, and yeah. uh, and the fisherman, Ibrahim Molim Hussein, I believe I'm saying. Yeah. Right? Yes. Um, tell me a little bit about casting the the key roles, and also Ali, uh, his friend.
1: Um, you know, we because we're dealing with non you know non actors, mm-hmm. and I kind of deal with that a lot in the commercial business. Um, that you know, the best thing to do is sort of improv people on tape and just get a sense of their comfort in front of the camera, or their instincts. You can really read them really quickly, and so those, all three of those. Uh, guys really popped very quickly uh, when looking at the casting. You know, it's just like, okay, they, these guys are legit. Mm-hmm. Then you bring them in for a callback, at which point, um, then you, you know, you begin to sort of work them a bit and then start working dialogue into it. But again, not what, not uh, anything more than a couple of lines. And then from there, I selected the talent, you know, boil it down to who the talent was. Yeah. Um, you know, ultimately. I mean, interestingly, so the two, the two boys, um, they were brothers, which I didn't know. I wasn't looking at names and headshots and what have you because they don't have headshots. So <laughs> I was like, you know, we like looked and figured out that um, those two were, were going to be it. But it, actually, Ali, the little uh, the little brother, was the lead originally, mm-hmm. and Green was going to play his sidekick. And I thought having two brothers. How scary and unfamiliar they're going to be with the whole process. They might be able to give each other sort of comfort in the whole
2: situation. Right, right.
1: What I didn't realize as we got into is that they had they had uh, they were illiterate. They had never gone to school in their lives, either one of them. And suddenly we were up against the uh, the idea that they uh, had to memorize the script. So uh, it was like 19 pages of dialogue for the lead, and. Um, so then they went home that one night and came back and worked on just one page, trying to memorize it and Then Ali came in and he read, and it was probably you know right up with there with some of the worst elementary school performances ever mm-hmm. um and it was just so wooden it was really funny. I'm like, oh my God, this is disaster. like we're all down here, and I had no idea that we're going to run into this mess and then and then, as you know because he was just struggling to get the words out, you know, so then I switched Harun and Ali. And then it, everything just came together immediately, because Haroon's memory, you know, he was a little older, few yeah. years older, so he just was able to memorize and, and, and then kick out the words. And then Ali sort of got confidence in himself and everything just turned around.
0: Well, and it, a little sibling rivalry may have even had a little bit to do with him sort of wanting yeah. to do as well as his brother. I bet. I bet that's yeah, a part yeah, of it. It was
1: really cute. I mean, it was amazing, yeah. you know? Um, and then, you know, neither one of them had ever been in the water, seen the water. So they had to give swimming mean, lessons. And it was a pretty large effort. It took us a few weeks to get through the script itself, yeah. just to get through the script, you know? Um, and then finally, uh, we were able to go and like rehearse and then go out and do it. Okay. Abraham, uh, he again same. Thing. He's like one of these guys where uh, he's going to do it his way. It's his way of the highway. You're not going to convince him. He's every You see that. So you can tell him anyway. I'm not doing that. Okay. Okay. And, and I respect that. You know. We we're it, it, and but he was a guy. You know. As far as it was really interesting. Like you know how just a beautiful man. I mean a really just you know strong strong yeah. man strong, but I didn't want it. Pro, so pro-Somalia in terms of, like, the motherland, you know, and, and you know, the pride, the pride factor mm-hmm. that, you know, that everyone had was amazing. And he's now, you know, he is the only one now who's converted to a citizenship, I believe, in of that group, and because he's been there the longest in uh, South Africa. And so he... He really has seen it all. He's been through the whole thing. And so he was a real sort of anchor, yeah. you know, and also a rebel. I and mean, I, we were on that beach scene. There was a beach scene there. And he's yeah. just like, all right, I'm going home. I'm like, no, 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 you can't go. No, I'm cold. I'm going home. I'm like, well, <laughs> that's not going to really... <laughs> he says, you got it. I, I don't have it. I don't have the shot. He's like, all right, fine. I don't want any blood on my face. That was the other thing. Like, you know, no blood, no bruises, nothing on my face. i was like, okay, all right, all right. No blood, no bruises. You know, it was like, it was Funny, you know, because everything everything was sort of, um, you know, it's these are people aren't there to be actors; they were there to work, yeah. and they wanted to be, you know. So the process of film is was pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty different.
0: Now. I, I just want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Brian Buckley, the director of Assad. It's a uh, live action short that's been nominated for an Academy were the 2013 Academy Awards. Terrific film, really enjoyed it a lot. And uh, just to just to double back on 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 uh, Abraham. Ibrahim uh I thought he, his face had just tremendous character he he has a presence you're absolutely right he really projects that uh I, I think what you're looking for sort of the the gravitas of doing the right thing which is a big part of this of this film Assad is you and and how um Assad wants to do the right thing but he's surrounded by a lot of other things that would pull him in another direction and I I thought I thought Erasto was uh, was a great character, and he he did a a nice job with it as well. So, thanks, thanks. Yeah, and just real quick, I mean, uh, a couple of things about the the, the industry of uh, producing short films, uh, and vastly different than commercials, which you are, have made a, a brilliant career out of doing. Well known for the commercials that you've done. Uh, particularly, I guess, uh, Super Bowl weekend here. Uh, Do you have anything in the hopper? uh,
1: I do. I'm on on my way to New Orleans right now, as we speak.
0: Okay. So can you tell us who the product is so we can kind of keep an eye out for it?
1: Commercial's on this year. Um, I have a Coca-Cola spot Oh. and Tide spot and Best Buy, Unipolar. So they're all, you know, Awesome. It's a big weekend. Yeah. Big weekend.
0: <laughs> and I I have loved, and I mean this and uh, truly, I've loved Amy Poehler since Upright Citizens Brigade. I just think she's an awesome uh, talent.
2: She's
1: ridiculous, you know, and, and also just the best person. Like, you're going so down to earth. And we were shooting her as rate right when she was trying to work on her Golden Globes, uh, her, her monologue for the Golden Globes. And she'd be like, we'd be like, shooting her in. You're like, shouldn't you really be home, like, working on that monologue? And she's like, no, 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 it'll be okay. You know, I do this stuff last minute.
0: <laughs> she's, well, oh, just to get off on a tangent here, she's such an accomplished improvisational comedian. I can see where, she, I mean, her, she, they killed at this year's, uh, oh, they killed. Ridiculous. It was
2: Killed. Killed. <laughs> Well,
0: I think it, I think it's probably the best job of, of hosting that I've ever seen. And, I mean, there's a couple of the Academy Award. I mean, Steve Martin and Alec Baldwin did a yeah. good job, but they just kill
1: it. You know, they're just – well, you know, it's interesting because I've worked with Tina, too. It's like the two of them are There's some. – they're so endearing yeah. and, and can deliver those, like, killer lines. It's like they have – and the two of them together are yeah. – you can see why it just works. It's just very, very special, you know.
2: Um,
0: just, just as a film fan, you know, I know Baby Mama Got Ripped, but I li- I really liked it. I, thought I didn't see
1: it. I didn't see, it. <laughs> I didn't see it. They're
0: really good. It's it's funny. Yeah. It's, You know, it's a little formulaic. I'm, you know, I'm not going to kid you, but it, it, it's still, they work really well off of each other. And I I will, to go to my grave, remembering the line she delivered, Amy delivered on uh, Catherine Bigelow and James Cameron. That was just a, Oh, my
1: God. Classic. <laughs> Classic. But, you know, and you go, I don't even know when she did that. When did that line come up? Like, how far out? Was it an hour before? Was it then? You know, in the moment? I don't know. But the thing, too, is like watching her, you know, how she can play with something. Like, I did stuff with her, and I'm watching her change her delivery like five different ways. Yeah. I'm going to try this one. I'm going to try. Anything. Some <laughs> actors get really stuck on like, this is my way of doing comedy, and yeah. it's only in this narrow thing. Forget it. She just throws it out. She tries it. She plays around. She goes and moves on to another thing. It's very interesting. You know, well, I'm, I'm
0: well it, yeah, in terms of people that are like her, I know we're way off on the tangent here, but people who are like her, I also would put in that category. Well, Tina Fey, obviously, in terms of comedians, uh, I would also put Amy Sedaris in there. I don't know if you've ever worked with her or have any occasion to, but um, have you? But no i haven't worked with her okay. yeah i haven't
1: worked with her well but it's yeah it's a gift you know when you when you can do that yeah. uh yeah. it's fun it's a part As the director it's the best thing in the world, especially you know in the world of commercials it's like ah oh, you know this might work you know i mean i love doing that like what works you know it's like uh, you know playing
0: it's and i and i will say you, you're you've you've done a lot of amazingly funny and well-made commercials and I, I think that the level of comedy in commercials has exponentially risen over the last few years it's just yeah. they they found a way to condense and make these characters come to life you have in just a matter of a few seconds and it's uh it really it really adds to the texture of humor when you can do that when and you've done a very good
1: it's exactly what it is it's at, it's like they finally Advertisers at one point they just woke up and said, you know, rather than just have a pretty face there, it's a character, it's a character, it's a real person, and they happen to be in my commercial. Once you started getting into that level of thinking, people pick up on it, you know, and and even when on the short, it's like it's a short for me, it's a long, you know, (laughs) compared to what I'm used to, and but the idea of character, you know, I just. It's ultimately every everything is based around character
0: as yeah, well. Absolutely. So, well, let's yeah. qu- quickly go back to. Uh, I want to ask you before I let you go here. Uh, in terms of uh, Assad uh, short filmmaking uh, departure from you, is there were there things that you could take from your experience in the making in doing commercials into this realm that served you well, uh, and did you think did you learn anything doing this that you're going to carry back over into the world of making commercials?
1: Um, I would say I wouldn't even know where to begin to attack this if I hadn't done uh, spots, especially overseas, mm-hmm. like getting into the you know, truthfully difficulty factor of like, okay, we're going to go do this film in another country, fine, okay, but now we're going to do a language that we don't speak the language at all, and the country that you're there don't speak the language of the people that are in the thing you're doing and you're creating that world. Yeah. You're starting to get into levels of difficulty and non-actors. Yeah. Um, uh, that are, you know, you really get down to it, it's pretty tricky, mm-hmm. but if you've done it, like I've gone and, you know, I've worked, I can't speak a word of French. I'm the worst at French. Don't ask me why. It's terrible, right? <laughs> and I've spent summers there. i spent every time. I shoot more French spots with dialogue. It's crazy. And I, I don't even know what the hell they're saying, <laughs> you know, but I, but it, you, 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 you they go, oh, Brian, you're good at this. I'm like, okay, uh, right. But it's based on, performance and the words, you know, um, understanding performance, like bad is bad. Like I was saying when I watched Ali, like, okay, it's Wooden. I don't know what he's saying. Yeah, I kind of know what he's saying, but you, you study all the little details. And I think ultimately that's what people do in film anyway, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. great performance. The words are meaningless. So that prepared me by working a lot of foreign markets, like, constantly shooting stuff overseas and you know, I have have offices in Brazil and we you know, I work with Brazil, you know, a lot yeah. down there and then trying to do American spots down there. Well good luck, you know, trying to make it look like America. You 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 sort of have to adjust to the situation. So we applied that knowledge gotcha. into going in there and that was a uh, uh Absolutely. I don't even know how I would do it otherwise. I don't know, you know, anywhere to begin, you know. Yeah. So that was
0: helpful. Well, that's being light on your feet, right? Being able to to go with what you've got and, and make the best of that situation. So yeah, that, that, that that's right. excellent. Right. On, somebody. Right. Yeah, anyway, uh, and lastly, let's because again, I I didn't. Thank you for for taking all this time. I really appreciate it. Um, no, no problem. Uh, the other. So here you are, a couple of Tuesdays ago. Um, you know. Either you got up at five in the morning, or someone called you at five in the morning. What was your reaction when you found out you'd been nominated for an Academy Award for uh, best short well, documentary?
1: You know, exa- I had that exact theory. Like I went for a run at five o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I knew around six they're going to announce it, and I had the theory that if you won, someone was going to call, and if not, they were going to text.
2: So I was like, <laughs> "Okay." And I was
1: going to go, and I just kept on running. I sort of got one of those long, crazy runs. It was like a crazy run. And then I ended up like falling on the path. It was like a drama all by myself in the beach. And um, anyway, then the call came. So I got the call at like six ten, and uh, like after the fact because everyone thought I knew, and I didn't even know because I went for a run. <laughs> and then, and then my editor Chris called me, and I just, i you know, I don't know. I, it, I, I, it was just great feeling but almost sort of this film is I, I lack of saying. it's a very spiritual thing to me it's very uh, I don't know like a mission to bring visibility to to a culture and yeah. to a situation and so I just it feels like that de- I, I you know I hate to say it, but it's sort of been destined so I really believed it was gonna happen in a sense that yeah. good things were gonna happen and if it didn't happen then then it was Okay, then there must be something else at hand, but I, 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 I don't know. So I was very excited, uh, you know. I, I, it's beyond reality, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I had to go shoot Amy. Like I literally had to shoot Amy. Like you know, I kept got back, jumped in the car, and went shot Amy. Yeah. Uh, so. That
0: was it. <laughs> like chaos. Well, well, i a uh, nice life, by the way. You know, to be able to uh, feel so attached to to your work. I mean, honestly, th- we all hope for this. We all ho- we hope to be able to get up in the morning and go and do the things that we love to do. And then, on top of it, to be uh, acknowledged the way that that you have with Assad is uh, just got to be a, just an amazing feeling for you as a person. It's a-
1: it's an amazing feeling it, yeah. it it is i i feel very 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 blessed mm-hmm. you No, know? and uh, and and you know and it's such a and you know it's cliche but true it's such a team effort it's so many people involved to get you to that place you know so it, yeah
0: it, 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 you know. yeah yeah you you had a good, good sized crew as i recall looking at the 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 oh, press yeah. Game. yeah you had a lot of good yeah, yeah. good people and 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 by the way um I usually do this but uh and i i hesitate to ask this if i if this is a too sensitive a subject but you dedicate the film to katie sanderson um is, is, can you tell me who should i know who
1: no she's you know it's interesting i she's my my assistant my original assistant okay. um and uh she passed away like uh, a few weeks before i i wrote it um, and I got back and she was sort of like, that was, uh, I went to a memorial and then I left to go shoot them, uh, uh
2: okay.
1: the film. Yeah. And, uh, well, her parents are coming to see the screening, uh, next week at the Academy screening. So,
0: well, this back. sounds like this is, it's, and, uh, thank you for, for sharing that. I, it sounds like this has been a, uh, just a, not, not just a filmmaking experience, but a very personal experience for you and, uh. You know, uh, all the best, man. I I I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was well done and 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 compelling and you know, it's a a good film and uh, well deserved for the recognition that it's been getting. So, Um,
1: thank you. You know, thank you very much. And I, 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 you know, any, I just feel just getting it out there and and having this conversation with you and you know, hopefully it will uh, inspire you know others to go make films like this too because I think it's really important we do. To this, you
0: know, well, some. and thank you for 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 being here, and and truly one of the great reasons to do film school every week. Uh, it's been now seven years, and the the opportunity to talk to filmmakers and to talk to them about films that may nece- they're not getting the studio push, they're not doing this. There's you know, there's a lot of things that they come into it at a deficit in terms of just trying to get the word out. Uh, and I'm so blessed and I mean that in every sense of the word to be able to talk about remarkable films to people who are truly dedicated to what they do and uh thank you thank you for being okay. here and uh it, i hope uh you're gonna are you gonna are you looking at features are you looking at anything in this realm yeah, again
1: on, Go ahead. yeah well to, there'll be i'm onto a feature now um okay. and then from there we bought uh, book rights and there's a film that we're currently based around Somalia, and pretty extraordinary story. So okay. hopefully we'll be back talking.
0: Okay, yeah, definitely. Well, good. I hope you find some time yeah. when, when, when all that's ready to go. Yeah. And uh, Brian Buckley, the filmmaker, Assad, the, the film, uh, uh, um, compelling uh, film, uh, short live-action Academy Award nominated. Uh, all the best on the 24th of February for the entire day, and uh, good luck. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.